Blog Talk Radio.
know that I am not in any way a Penguins, a Cowboys, and whoever. And, uh, I like the Rockets, so I'm not going to throw Rockets in this mix. But I don't like those two teams. Don't care for them. I and I sort of do love the Yankees, just knowing that you know I own a lot of merchandise of the Yankees. Go Yanks! But they're terrible this year. Um, we're going to keep focus back on those two teams. He is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Happens to be a Cowboys fan. Anybody that knows me knows me that I'm not at all fans of those two teams. But to keep things in retrospect and a little bit enlightened, yes, I see you. Give me one second. Um, I like to take this time to throw both teams under the bus. Though I like to see Tony Romo at 100%, so JPP can definitely, definitely handle business. Um, Give me one second. All right, caller, you're on the line. Bitch, I knew I was on the line. Copy us. <laughs> Fuck you. What you get? This is the man, Mr. Legend. That's the... Oh. I would like to say the... Macho Man Randy Savage to your Hulk Hogan. You call yourself oh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage? I am like Randy Savage on acid. That's very vibrant and cut. All right, now here we go, Colin Rihanna. You ain't talking about Savage. That business is you no. who needed me. Anyway, you know, I'm just throwing you guys under the bus because you happen to be up 2 1 in the series against the Sandals with Sharks. Taliban. So, um, you, you just, you just, that's, 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 that's what you like to do. I see you haven't changed from being an asshole. Keep in the game, I my moves, my. This is. Stupid 
Ratchet ass son of a bitch. I actually gave you props and threw both your teams under the bus, but since you wanted to be negative and I was trying to wear a suit and tie, knowing that that doesn't fit my persona whatsoever, I just wanted to clear those things up for you just a little bit. You know, this is Mayhem Sports. Nothing goes according to plan, and nothing will ever be that way. That's just this type of show. Thanking our fans for being with us for over the last eight years. Though we've spent some time, maybe the majority of four on and off, granted, we're finally the fuck back. Keep it simple, keep it real, keep it honest, keep it 100, however you want to look at it. If you had the emoji signs, you know, smile, smile, whatever, 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 whatever. We're not using emojis, smiley, hashtag, keep it real. You know, all the perks and gadgets and gizmos and whatnot will be unleashed within the next two to three weeks. The king of the mountain radio, or the king of the radio, how, you know, however you want to call it, it's gotten a facelift. That tournament will be coming up within the next month or so. Keep, I'll have a lot of listings and postings on that on Facebook, uh, the real Don Boyer, doc, you know, at Facebook. You can hit me up here on Blow Talk Radio. You can hit up my man's guts, guts spit, spit out your shit. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook if you can find my name. Uh, at uh, probably just under Nicholas Allen. Uh, if not, you can hit me up on Tumblr, Black Buddha. Uh, pretty much it. I don't. I don't do social media like that. Okay. Well, so he's still. <laughs> this is a social media caveman. That's a, that's also a nickname. We'll leave that. That that actually sticks with you. Um, you can look me up on Instagram at uh, Space High. 91, um, and a couple of other different medias. And to really keep in touch, you might want to look at me for on Instagram, um, 91Gods. Um, there's a lot of things that will be changing in, in the near future. But let's get to the sports real quick because I have a lot I want to talk about, especially with the San Jose Sharks game and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, although I oppose both teams, I, I, I just utterly hate Pittsburgh. But I can respect that they're in the finals. They're playing at a mile ahead. to. Uh, you have to respect I, not, this. Like, I don't nothing. have to. I, to be honest, I don't have to. I can root. Like, just, <clears throat> and against them, excuse me. Just, excuse me, I'm sir. A who, who? No, there is no. Uh, oh, you're a fuck. Who did you lose to? Yeah, you lost to the Capitals. Yeah. The Capitals. Listen, stop, stop. Let's not throw the under. You know, they came a long way this season. I like to say my Flyers put in work. Though they lost in the first round, they still put in work. Next year, they're going deeper in the playoffs. So let's just kill it because they will be here. Whatever you want to say. They play a lot of good good hockey. Don't discount the Flyers because they're a really savvy team. They got in the playoffs this year after being out of the playoffs for how many years? Like maybe like okay. six. They've been in a miniature rebuild. That has actually been progressing well. And very good, talented people. Definitely the defensive man, Gosson Bear. Uh, that, that is my right hand. Like, he reminds me of Zidane Char, a very hard hitting nose forward who really does his thing on the ice. So you can't really knock it. You know, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. You know, the Flyers will be definitely in contention next year. It's just that. You know, they have to make simple simple moves. But we're going to get to all that. We're going to get to all that. 
Okay. All right. So it, it's going to be. Not like I said, we're going to get to all this, but I want to talk about this game, especially with these hits and the fact that the league is definitely looking at the Stanley Cup Finals to see what they will actually do with the entire, you know, how we're going to penalize people and, and so on and so forth. Cool. So we, we, we're, really, we're really looking at this. Okay. The fact that the the Sharks are down 2-1 in the series, it's cool because they might let a couple of goals slip and, and get by get by net. Um, who is their goalie? I had all this in front of me, but you know what? I, I don't sit still. I'm going to go crazy psycho. I don't ever sit still. Um, and if there's any new listeners out there, we want to welcome you to Mayhem Sports because we know that, you know, this is your first time. Probably thinking, like, oh, what are these, you know, dumb jackasses talking about? I obviously don't know what they're talking about. Well, well, I'm about to explain to you my theory and sense and why I'm actually bringing it up. Um, we all know that this is the finals going on. And the fact that these hits are going on in the league, they're trying to figure out a way to penalize, you know, and enforce most of the penalties on these players because – Let's be honest. You could cross check, four check, or whatever. Sometimes, so they're trying to figure out like most of these hits, you know, legal, illegal. We know as fans which hits are legal and not legal, right? I mean, we kind of have a sense of that. We kind of know that, but the league is trying to find out how they can penalize the players that'll be, you know, appropriate for for each. Individual hit against certain players, especially multiple, multiple um, repeat offenders. Uh, and just to get your, your your view on things, like what would you recommend to be an outline for the hits? Uh, any behind the back, uh, I would call it. I would just say I, I wouldn't like suspend them for the whole game. I think I would just call it a. I would call it a major. Give them ten. Uh, I want everybody to play, basically. So anything that's like that would get you banned, we would do 10 minutes and we would assess it for the next season. Maybe it would go, you know, one maybe one to five games the next season if it's if it's really bad. But, uh, you know, like simple penalties, that's fine. High sticking, all that good stuff. You know, it's going to be an aggressive game. It's the finals. Guys are fighting for history, basically. So I expect them to put everything on that ice. So, like I said, any anything that would get you usually get you banned, I would say, uh, or ejected rather, uh, I would say, you know, ten minutes or a whole period. That's it. Here's what I would say. I would say a mandatory ten. You're a repeat offender. Me giving you one or two games isn't nothing. That's what usually first, first two or three games of the next season, right? Yeah. Why not ten games or fifteen, maybe twenty? First, where it really starts to count, you know, a team really depends on its most important key players, and nine times out of ten, the most repeat offenders are key individuals on teams that have been been in or are champions. Am I correct? Some teams, okay, right. I'll take take some of that back. Some teams would actually be like, oh, why not even? Be like, okay, well, let's look at it this way. You know, let's set out rookie Michael Samuelson. We know he's not a rookie, 
But, you know, we're just going to use that name, you know, just for time's sake. Let's send him out there. Let him do his thing, you know. Go for a check. Uh, Michael, uh, or um, I use a popular flyer, you know. Let's go for a check, Claude Giroux in the back. Russ won't see it. He'll be out, take him out of the game. We'll win this one. It'll be nothing, right? Intention. Really should definitely be looked at with these games, with these suspensions. And most, you know, the, the NHL, PL, public, public um, players, you know, the player association. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm babbling because I'm trying to pull something up on here. You know, they're really going to, you know, take, you know, the back of any player because that's the job. And, and within doing so, they're supposed to do it. But I look at it like this. If they are able to overturn any case because of not enough evidence to say that it was done with intent or, you know, for whatever reason, they find a way just to get through the loophole. What happens when you beat these cases? Like, do you find a way to suspend them for 10 games? Like, why don't you increase that? That should be increased. I, I think that that makes a logic. Teams that really depend on you really need you to do that. Right? Right. So then do that, right? They're right. So, I mean, that's just my logic on things. You know, and I just wanted to look at it like that and say, and that's what I was going to say on it. But, you know, and back to this Thanks, game, I really you. like. <laughs> what the hell, you son of a bitch? That's why Mr. Sharpie's out there waiting for your fat ass to get up and come get it. Never mind. I feel some way about that. Why would I spend such money when I can buy my own tub of ice? You know, you guys, you can't, you gotta love him. He's in a a very good jackass. Um, But back, like I said, back to this game. um, Penguins are up 2 1. They kind of remind me of the team that's playing, you know, out on the West Coast of basketball, but it's on the Hawkwood. Floor, you know, so we'll talk about that later too. But um, yeah, the Sharks play. You know, I think it's what tonight. They play tonight, right? Yep. So they play tonight at 8 p.m. Of course, Monday Night Raw comes up. Who watches that? Um, uh, tonight's preview. San Jose is is you know underdog, of course. But just listen to these stats. Bill Kessel is really leading in scores, you know, points, and in goals. And then, of course, is uh, with the assists, uh, it's what, Benino? Say for now, mm-hmm. And for San Jose, Logan Couture is uh, leading with 26 goals this playoffs. And um, Havlicek is leading with 13 goals. But here's the thing with Phil Kessel, and I've been saying this since day one when he's with, um, with Quebec. He is a beast, and he is somebody that always finds a way to score, no matter what it is. And a lot of people have been talking about his um, his knack for scoring, his scoring knack. And I've been saying this since day one. Phil Castle is somebody is like Michael Jordan almost. Not not really saying that he is Michael Jordan. Not not putting you know Wayne Gretzky and many other great forwards and centers that that really. You know, you know, winners that was, and that was, that, was a, that was a huge stretch, though. No, no, it's not a huge stretch. But I'll tell you this why: in our in the modern era, 
is compared up to the you know Sidney Crosby and a few other people, but he really is a game changing player. He really is a game changing player. He really is entertaining to watch, and he is somebody who is destined for the Hall of Fame. And that's just my opinion. You know. I had to say, not my opinion. But. I like Phil Kessel. No, there could be plenty of things that's wrong. He's done wrong things. He's cost several games before in the past. But look at it like this. Look at it from my perspective. When you put up his stats against most scoring centers in this league, he's among the top five. Especially with last season. He's among the top five. Now, whether, you know, he gets put in that conversation for playoff MVP, which I think he should. Not to take anything away from Sidney Crosby. Yes, I'm going to eat and do the show. That's just how fat I am. But he is really that player that teams coveted that should have went after him. You know, i.e. Flyers, Rangers, but due to limited cap streaks, he didn't do so. But I just, I, I just can't put my finger on it, but this guy has that in fact that he's been doing it for so long that he's gotten increasingly better than when he got to the Penguins. Many people said that it wouldn't work out. He's proven why when a team finally gels, they will be hard to beat. Look what he did to, to teams from round one all the way up to the Stanley Cup, and, and definitely with the Capitals. He made them look like shit. Of course, we knew that they all already were. You know, but his stats. Uh, <coughs> go ahead. His stats. Yes, yes, yes. For somebody that really hates him, he really gloops about him. Yeah, I can, I can back this all up for him. You know, and that's proven why they're in the Stanley Cup. For San Jose, nobody expected them to get past the first round. This is a team that was falling apart during the season because of injuries, um, because of multiple trades. They thought that, you know, it's time to rebuild. What will we do with our two? Two um, players and Joe Thornton and um, fellow team. Damn, what is his name? Um, I, I always get his name mixed up, but I, you know, you got everybody knows what I'm talking about. They, they thought that this wasn't going to be a team that would be in contention. Wrong. Here they go. Go from round one. We all thought it was a done mishap, you know, weren't going to really make it. Here they are in Stanley Cup. They might be down 2 1, but they're in the Stanley Cup and they're down 2 1 now. They came back in an, an amazing win, been putting up some huge numbers. Their defensive men have really been playing strong hockey since, you know, since February, and it's really been proving that this team, though they're down to one, they really still have what it takes. They have drive. They have charisma. This team really looks like they're going to, you know, at least try, try to, you know, tie it up to one. But tonight they play at eight on NBC and, and – in all markets, maybe NBC Sportsnet and some, but college is also no, it's a lot only on NBC, correct? Yeah. Okay, well, it's only on NBC, and here we go. It's, it's just we're gonna. I want to say this in game three for Sharks and Penguins. I'm going to say Sharks somehow pull it out and tie it two two. Make it even. You mean game four? This is game four? Yeah. 
Oh, it is game four. Oh, I've been paying attention to LeBron James and Steph Curry. Sorry. Haven't been in the hockey since the Flyers have been out. You're going to really kill me? I'm black. To know. What does that have to do with you keeping up with hockey, one? And two, don't, you know, don't stop following just because your team left. I, I would still follow the family cup. Even if playing with your player. I was following the team. They got eliminated, too. See? Pick all the wrong teams. Penguins. Gonna waddle our way to another championship. Yeah, Flyer fans don't do that. They don't ride with you know the damn Penguins and cross cross country no cross state rivals. Thank you. Not going to happen. Okay. It doesn't have to happen. We got all the chips around here. Point something out to you. That's preview game. You know. But um, if I had to, if I had to guess. I would say for game four, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to take the Sharks at home uh, just because they've been playing really well lately. I think they're starting to figure out the, the Penguins game. I'm trying to be not objectionable. But um, I really think the Sharks have a, have a great team this year. Um, after a lot of years of, like, not doing it but being – Marquee te- a marquee team. Uh, what else? Uh, that's pretty much it. I, I, I see them taking game four. Do I see them taking the cup? Hell no. I think they'll make it a great series. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm just so hungry. That's what you said. I'll move it on. On I'll take it to the next topic. Moving on to the NBA, the other championship. <laughs> Kevin Love last night. Well, last, I think was it last night. It was last night. Left with an undisclosed head injury, which uh, should be checked out later on in the week. He actually brought uh, the uh, concussion protocol. He was feeling dizzy after that hit in the, during the third quarter. Or was it the, it was the second yeah. quarter? Excuse me. And then that's when you know Golden State just took off. Jeremiah Green, you know, pretty much led that game too. Um, I, I knew it was I knew it wasn't gonna be a great game for LeBron when he left the uh, first when he left that first quarter with zero points. Zero points for LeBron. Come on, son. Like you gotta you gotta get more involved, LeBron. You gotta step up. I'm not I'm I'm not even a Cavs fan. Just a LeBron fan, but I feel like You're he needs to step fan. up if he was. I'm repping Steph, excuse me, Chef Curry. Always cooking up a good recipe to win. Like I, don't, I don't believe I don't believe in Steph Curry, and here's why. Because he he it because let's start with the fact that he relies on a shot. Which is, I'm not saying a bad thing. I'm saying, I'll I'll say constantly that it's great that he has such great form, great follow-through, and he's been accurate throughout the whole playoffs. It's not in his entire career. But 
Uh, when he's off, he's off. Like that's it. Like it's not. It's, it's no way he can. It's not like he can just muster up offense. Like he has to be on a rhythm for him to work. And it doesn't take a lot for it to happen. I'll say that. But he doesn't have the other weapons. Like say, I'd say comparatively to a. Uh, if I could, I would compare him to. Uh, who's another good two guard? Uh, I want to um, say uh, we'll say we'll say Kyrie in this instance. Kyrie, Kyrie, who thinks? Huh? He's gonna have a good playoffs, but uh, as of this series, it's been like a totally a different story. Right. So, like I said, here's my point. Uh, Kyrie can shoot. But let's say he's having an off game. Kyrie has great handles and can and can get to the basket, no problem. He doesn't have to do any acrobatics. He can go straight to the hole if he really wants to. But does it? But does it? Not 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 around this time. And and really, it's really been a, a hurting this team. I mean, he. I'm not going to say that he doesn't do it, but he he's been doing it, but it's not been very effective. Let's be honest. Golden State doesn't really have a lot of the power in, in their their five and their center. They don't have the physicality, no. But I feel as though the, the Cavaliers do have that physicality, and they should be able to take it to the to the to the Warriors. But it's just it just it just hasn't been that way. Um, I think uh, if. If if they want to see this win, I think LeBron has to figure out how to get fouled, how to get to this line, how to how to just you know make the most of his his, his closer attempts, make better shots, and everything else will fall into place. Because you know we don't know what's going to happen to Kevin Love. Uh, without Kevin Love, mm, is it a long, is it a long series? Not really. Uh. Could they still win? I, I could see that happening. But what I what I don't see is I don't see LeBron just doing it by himself. No, that's not what happened. That's not what's gonna happen. It didn't happen last year. So what needs to happen is his team needs to step up around it. Even with the the, the Warriors, even LeBron said it himself in a press conference that the Warriors bench has been instrumental to their whole playoff contention. If we even look back to that uh, OKC series in which that's game seven, Anderson Verigel had like four really good points. Even though that sounds that doesn't sound like a lot. It doesn't. I, I, even I don't say I can score four points in the NBA, but they were really instrumental shots. And uh, most space was like five or six, you know, two threes or whatever really instrumental in the game, like the, the the bench is producing, while, you know, Cleveland's bench has been kind of struggling, even though they have the better bench. Um, size-wise, they should be playing a better game. Cleveland has, you know, the size advantage over, say, a, a Golden State, who even if they did win big, they're still kind of small. Um, I think if if Kevin Love was would would have been still playing. They could have went to a larger offense and even gone as far as putting LeBron on Steph Curry just so that he can so that he can stop him from shooting. 
put him on Clay so he can stop him from shooting. I mean, Draymond Green, you can stop. You can plug up the lanes and, and stop him adequately. He's not that great of a player. But those are your main three. Those are the guys you need to stop if you want to stop ball scoring. They don't have too many weapons beyond that. Whereas, though, you know, uh, with the Cavs, we got LeBron who did, who could drop God, who can drop forty or fifty, no problem. You got Kevin Love who can drop thirty. You can drop you got you know, Kyrie Irving who can drop thirty. And it doesn't even stop with their you know, the the top five. You got um uh, uh I'm trying to think of his name. Shit. Hold on, technical difficulties, Jesus. It would be now, that's a little difficult to use. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. This is why you have all your stats up before the show. All right, let's get back to this roster. All right, anyway. <laughs> you got Iman Shumpert, who can put up an easy 20, no problem. J.R. Smith, who hit or miss, could put up an easy 15, 17, 20. Tristan Thompson, who, you know, has been a consistent defensive uh, effort, uh, who can also put up some points, you know, if given the the time. I mean, this whole the team is stacked. Channing Fry, who can also put up some points. You know, Matthew Delapadova, a proven great player. Not to say, not to take anything away from the Warriors, but if I had to call it for next for the next game, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers to take game three and to kind of, you know, defend home court. That's exactly what they need. They need to defend home court because their only other goal is to take a game. And they have to take it. They're going to have to take a game in Oakland to legitimize, legitimize their, how you say, their chances to even win the finals. Uh, what else do I got here? Uh, I don't know where I don't know where Jay Stahl is. Is he is he still here? Are you still here? Uh, he is not. Um, so I'm gonna continue with this episode. Uh, what else do I got? Um. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't wing this shit. I don't wing this shit out of this fucking show. Uh, let's move on to... I, want, I don't want to move to MLB because my Yankees are doing fucking horrible. But um, if we could, since it's the gut show, let's move on to... UFC news because it's way more interesting than MLB right now. We're still trying to, you know, figure out how to speed up the game and make it more interesting, which is weird, but whatever. Um, let's talk about um. All right, let's talk about the biggest news in MMA, Brock Lesnar's return. Um, 
I feel like it's 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 a bit of a money move. It's not the the greatest thing of all time. I'm not gonna say sit here and be like, oh well, this is this is great for MMA. This is great for mixed martial arts as a whole. Brock Lesnar's coming back, but Vietnam, nah, not at all. He was garbage when he first started out, and he's still gonna be garbage. Um. Is Brock Lesnar a great fighter? He's okay. If if he could be trained into a assassin. But I don't think any of his ground game takes hold. And he kind of just looks like a... a he, he looks like a non-factor. A and for him to just get Mark Hunt on the jump, that's bullshit. But whatever. Uh, let's get into uh, last... Uh, was it the last pay-per-view, I think it was, for uh, UFC? The previous pay-per-view was uh, uh, 199, uh, the headline being uh, Nate Rockhold and um, Michael the Count Fisbane, which, by the way, great fucking fight. A huge upset, which I thought, you know, was the, which I know it'll be the catalyst for Visiting Not only becoming a legitimate champion But even Him I, I think taking over the The whole division But I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll last long in terms of uh, In terms of staying in power I don't, I don't see him going, or going Down the line and having like More than 10 Or like yeah, I don't see him having More than 5 uh, Legitimate uh, Legitimate title defenses. Dan Anderson was actually a surprise for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect him to get that one. Uh, like I said, they're, they're both were fighting young, way younger guys who were, how you say, more. Mm, I say a lot deeper in the game than they were. But nobody's even a Dan Henderson. Fucking, he's been fighting for God knows how long, and I, I, it's, it's a great, it was a great fight. I can't really spin it any other type of way. <laughs> it was a but great just fight. like Brock Lesnar, I have returned to be a bum. No, not not to be a bum, but I've returned. That's all I want to, you know. So oh, you can finish, but I just want to say that. Uh, apparently, I have to thank you. Don't be an asshole, bitch. Hey, you were trying to be a bum. I personally did you not care. Uh, with, um, with this last fight, um, I think the middleweights, uh, they have, uh, they, they they have a little bit of legitimacy. I think it was a I think it was a great fight. Uh, Luke Rockhold uh, obviously should have won, but he didn't. In the bastard. Uh, but uh, I did win some money there, so I'm not I'm not totally mad at it. I did I did believe in the count. I did believe in the count. Um, but let's go down the list for uh one ninety nine and then we'll get into pound for pound rankings. Uh we have at the very bottom 
Paulo Reyes and Donna Young Kim. Uh, bout in the lightweight heavyweight division. It went to card. It was decided that Polo was Polo won. Uh, TKO. Uh, KO. Uh, we go to our next fight. Um, Jonathan Wilson versus Louise Henrique in the light heavyweight division. Uh, Louise Henrique won. TKO. Uh, next fight is Kevin Casey versus Elvis. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, last name. He'll probably beat me up if he sees me. But uh, and it was a fight in the middleweight division. It was split, which is weird. But we don't have a lot of those. But uh, it was split, and that was given a draw. Uh, next fight was Cole Miller versus Alex Carcass in the featherweight division. Um, you had a unanimous decision for Carcass at and that went to card. Uh next fight was Sean Strickland versus Tom Breeze in the Walkweight division. That fight went to Sean Strickland. This is a split decision. Uh now we go to James Vick versus Brinell Darbush. In a lightweight, in a lightweight division, uh, which uh, Brinell won, uh, KLTKL, and we have women's straw weight Jessica Penay versus uh, Jessica Andre. Uh, Jessica won K, uh, KLTKL in the second round. Now we get to the main card. Uh, with uh, Bobby Green versus Dustin Portier in the light heavyweight division. I kind of had Bobby Green to win this, but Dustin was the better man in the first round with a KO-TKO and a fight that I personally watched but was highly disappointed was Clay Guida versus Brian Ortega. Clay Guida was a great fighter at one point, but we see what happened now. It was a bout in a light in the featherweight division, uh, which Brian Ortega took in the third and final round with a KO, TKO. Next fight was uh, Ricardo Lamas versus Mike Holloway in the featherweight division. Uh, that went all three rounds to card, and that was a unanimous decision for Max Holloway. Uh, we finally get into the top three fights, which is Dan Henderson versus Hector Lombard, and oh, Jesus, I'd just like to say, you know, in the second round, uh, Dan Henderson took it with the TKO, uh, KO, which was crazy for me, but more whatever. Was a two part fetch for Dan Anderson. He is a Caesar fighter. I believed in him a little bit, but where are you going to go? Uh, we get into the co main event of uh, Uriah Favor versus Dominic Cruz, in which Dominic Cruz retained his Bantamweight Championship. Congrats to him uh, in a unanimous decision in the fifth round. And now, our main event, which I've kind of spoiled, which was 
the middleweight middleweight title on the line, champion Luke Rockhold versus Michael the Count Bisping. Which in the first round, Michael Bisping won KO TKO. And that ended your USC one ninety nine pay per view. Let's get into the pound for pound ranking. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, now, of course, these haven't been updated since uh, I think this was the these haven't been updated since May thirty first. So these are, of course, subject to change. But of course, of course, of course, at number one we have Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson. Uh, flyweight division heavy, the flyweight division champion. He is, Jesus, he's a great fighter, great fighter indeed. I really believe in him. Then he'll, I think he'll take this to the flyweight division to new heights. And you think so? I know so. He's a great fighter. He he always wins unanimously. He has he has great skills. He hasn't shown me any chinks in his armor. I think he'll stay at the top for now. There's nobody I think above him. Number two, I can kind of, I can kind of, I, I can kind of argue you down on this one or anyone else down on this. But uh, John Jones at number two. Uh, personally, I think that uh, old LSP fight was, yeah. I think it showed that John Jones is rusty. I think he needs to keep his nose out of trouble. And if he does and he trains, he could be the one of the most dangerous fighters that ever lived. But he can't bring that weak shit to DC. Daniel Comer will eat his ass a lot if he brings that weak shit to the you know, the current light light heavyweight champion of the world. Uh get into the next one, uh, Dominic Cruz at Bantamweight, another great fighter. Uh He's been, you know, he's been proven. Uh, I went over Uriah Faber. It kind of legitimizes him at number four. If anything, it should bring him up to number two, if not number one. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos at number five. He is the lightweight champion. Uh, He's been doing pretty good. Um, I think uh, once he... He's not really like a great champion to watch. Uh, he's very he's very decisive fighter. Uh, he uses his last I think to fight title defenses on a fight night, which wasn't great. But it, he he can he can keep him five. I think uh, I think personally number six should have been above him, which was T.J. Dillashaw, uh, bantamweight UFC uh, fighter. Um, he he. I know he lost the title to Cruz in January, but I think I think he's still a great fighter. Number seven, Frankie Edgar, who is the murderer at flyweight, who has single-handedly up, upheavaled the flyweight division and most of those divisions under flyweight. He's he's a destroyer of worlds, and I think he'll be that way for a couple years to come. We'll see how this goes. Uh, he he still has to fight. He still, I think he should get a shot at Mighty Mouth eventually. Uh, and we get to 
the number eight spot, which is Robbie Lawler, Walter Waite. Robbie Lawler, dope ass fighter. Can't say too, I can't say I can't say enough about him. Dope ass fighter. He constantly shows me that even even if it's a, even if it's the Walter Waite division, which is pretty like middle ground, he 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 shows up and he and he makes big fights. Uh number nine is kind of I want to say it's kind of like a gimme. Like, they kind of gave it to him. Like, he didn't earn it. <laughs> but number nine goes to Conor McGregor, the mouth of the flyweight division, both flyweight and that featherweight division. But uh, he's he's a great fighter, nonetheless. Is his boxing skills on par to make the jump to boxing? I wouldn't even say no shit like that. But... <laughs> I guess we kind of have to with the speculation of him fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather, which we'll probably get into in a bit. But um, we round this countdown out with number 10, Jose Aldo, who I really think should come back to come back to fight. Take a take a, take a tomato can and move your way up to Conor McGregor. Don't just, just tell everybody, look, it's Conor McGregor a bust. You did get your ass beat in the first round. Knockout. So I think you should take a take a fight, whoever whoever is willing to take it and and win and then we'll talk about you getting kind of a record. But those are your MMA men's pound for pound rankings. Uh uh I don't think we got into uh I think it's women's pound for pound rankings, but uh maybe next time. Maybe next time. But uh, I do know good and damn well it's it's, it's a mess down there. I'll say it's a mess down there. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty weird down there. Uh, we'll just go top five for women pound for pound rankings. Uh, and with at the top, of course, Misha Tate with her defense over Holly Holm. Well, her her taking the title from Holly Holm. And her showing her legitimacy in the UFC, you know, taking numerous losses to Ronda Rousey and kind of being a buddy of a lot of people's jokes, but kind of just not getting slaughtered by Holly Holmes, playing her fight, and now she's champion. Number two, we got Holly Holmes, of course, a great kickboxer and a phenomenal, phenomenal boxer on top of that. And 34 years of, of 34 years of age, she's still slaughtering bitches like they were nobodies. Number three, which I personally think that she shouldn't be on this list until she takes a bout, but Ronda Rousey. What else can you say about Ronda Rousey? She's one of the she was one of the best women's fighters in that division. Uh, all around badass. Uh, I'm, I think the world of her, but she shouldn't be on this list because she hasn't taken a fight in over maybe a year. <clears throat> or since the last fight. What's up? Uh, number four, we have Amanda Nunez. Great, great girl. Has been quietly picking up steam. She's been taking uh, she's taken a few fights. She's won her last three. I think everybody's sleeping on her, but I think she thoroughly deserves the number four spot and uh, the notoriety that comes with that. 
And of course, finally at number five is Kat Pagano, <laughs> who uh, who is slowly making her way up this list. Uh, do I think she deserves a title shot? Not at all. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I think she'll. Uh, we'll see what she does at um, at uh, UFC 200, and we'll move on from there. Uh, and then uh, I think that uh, wraps me up for the uh, women's uh, power rankings. Um, I don't know what you want to move into, but um, since we covered basketball and hockey, because I got disconnected and I was ranting about Draymond Green, that's fine. Um, uh, the next topic I actually want to talk about comes by way of the NFL. Oh, we're going to my territory? Are we, are we, are we going there finally? Are we getting there? I can talk about it. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. Okay. Okay, and then next is my time. All right, you're in the Huh? Go ahead. I'll give you a shine. Go ahead, shine. Go ahead, shine. Uh, well, first of all, let me wish you a less than 100 days until kickoff of what team is that? Giants, Cowboys? No. I think that is, but I'm saying. It is. Uh, also, um, I would like to kill, well, let's, 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 let's start out really general. And, uh, and, uh, talking about the NFL, um, Nothing really important to happen today as of the off season. Uh I do agree with the uh with the sanctions being handed down to Tom Brady. I don't know if you uh I don't know if you agree with that necessarily. If you think the NFL is kinda of bullying him into taking this punishment, but he clearly cheated and it's not, I mean I thought like you should pay for it. We shouldn't be dragging this out the way it should be. Do you think that Tom Brady need, should pay for it? Is that what you're saying? Tom Brady, if Tom, you, you did something wrong. You did something wrong, and you need to pay. You need to atone for your sins. This is what I've been saying since the year 2005. That this team is really bad. They're not bad in competition-wise, but they're bad at getting away with things and covering them up because usually they tend to come out and out of the blue at random at various times because we all know that the, that the Patriots are cheaters. We know this. This is, And this is not something that's brand new. We've known this, especially with the fleet gate, you know, and this is the primary reason why Tom Brady's going through the legal troubles that he's going through. But um, spying, spy gate with the Jets, and the Bills and other teams, and you know, we've known that they've been doing little dirty tactics to win because how often do you see a team be so good for so long? For so long, not putting down the coaching staff and saying that they're not capable of doing it because they were good in the late 90s, but they weren't all that great before then. And things kind of changed after you know, Robert Kraft bought the team in '95, just as Jeffrey Lurie bought the Philadelphia Eagles around that time, but. Put two franchises in 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 in, in, in perspective. Patriots, Eagles. Jeffrey Moore buys the Eagles, but he had thoughts about the Patriots, and we had Robert Kraft 
picking them up. You know, had Robert Kraft actually bought the Eagles and Jeffrey Lurie bought, you know, the Patriots, what would we be talking about them? No, we would be talking about the Eagles because of the practices that probably would have happened because the coaches that are in place in one place, maybe would be in place in another. But we're just saying this. This has been going on way too long. They should have been had a way, you know, a little bit more steeper for something else happened with the Patriots being involved in it. Back when the Patriots were exposed for Spygate and forced to give up their first and second round pick draft picks, and I think it was the sixth and seventh. I'm not too mistaken. I'm, I don't want to get too much specific, but they, that was their penalty. Draft picks. This time around, as draft picks, it, was it a first round draft pick? Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, it was the first time. They, they took a first round draft pick, Mama. Okay, so you just take a draft pick, and nobody else is. And there's no fine imposed. There's no uh, suspension for the coach. They, they, they basically fought everything, so it wasn't like it was. It was. It was a great, you know, fight, but, so listen, but this is they, the tried to, they tried to pass down the sanctions. Listen, they, they, this is the second time with the Patriots. I don't see any other organizations committing crimes such as this besides outside of football and in baseball with the Cardinals and, and, and the Astros back with that, you know, cheating going on as far as scouting reports and stuff like that. That's a whole other separate issue. But for some, for a team that's been named twice for sitting up there and doing something constructively to cheat in any form or fashion, there needs to be steeper penalties for that. Cheating is not allowed. That's you forfeiting the game in a championship or something. Your top players are covering up things that they have information to, and it was found they had information to it, but then they turned around and ruled no. And then went back and sanctioned all the sanctions and bans and suspensions that needed to be in place from from, from, from the first hand when we first reported about it, we first talked about this. You know what I mean? There has, should have been in place steep penalties. Just like an NHL, it would be steep penalties for hits. And the NFL should be seek penalties for hits and cheating, definitely cheating. And if you earn something more than once, you should be banned from the Super Bowl or something. I mean, I won't go. Yeah, you should be banned from. Should be banned from the playoffs. Right. Banned from the playoffs. If if it continues to be be a problem, then I really think that your team should be up for for um for sale, or they should go defunct. You know, I don't think cheating should be allowed. That's saying, okay, well, we see Tom Brady and the Patriots cheating more than once. We've given them a suspension, given them fines, took away draft picks. We've made them suffer enough. They can still go to the Super Bowl, though. No. This is like saying Brett Farr was cheating or Calvin Johnson was cheating or, you know, Dwight Howard when he's found with a stick on his hands was cheating. Not to say if it was actually stickle, we don't know about that situation, but let's say if he did have it on his hands, or if Des Bryant did have the stuff on his gloves, or, you know, Eli Manning was reading lips, or, you know, um, the whole incident between Josh Norman and, and Odell Beckham was to be true that he is gay. You know, the face the, was like, what do you do about this stuff? Do you continue to let it go on? No, you find a way to put an end to it and just kill it. You need to kill it. If you don't put an end to it, then it's going to keep arriving. And I just think that in today's age, with so many issues coming up and being a big problem, that it's time that we go back to these things and say, hey, you know, let's reevaluate these things. Let's go back. The, the Patriots. And this corporate thing, it should have been, like, okay, the next time, 
and you're involved in something, Tom Brady, you should look at retiring because it's going to do for you to be retired. You're going to need to retire. You know, do something because it's, it's too much for it to be too easy to be uh, um, to get away with this shit. Like, it is. And, and he knew that he had the information. He had it. Didn't want to say anything about it, but he had it. He was doing stuff. But why do all that? Why keep this? Why why put your fans through this? Knowing that the first four games of the next season that you will be suspended. Now, is it six? It's six games, right? Or is it four? Four. It's four, and they're all games that they could possibly win without. Like, strongly possibly win without Tom Brady. Like, last year would have been the perfect season for them to go, you know, do the Senate for four games. Because they could have went four and four. And just getting Tom Brady back. Yeah, is that the, is that, is, the, is that, the, is that the case? Well, let me let me say this. Why not put him out of most important crucial games? Games against, let's say, Andrew Luck. Games against, let's say, maybe a Pat Lynch and the Broncos. I mean, no Broncos don't have Peyton Manning. They're still a team that needs to be watched out for because they can still win. They can still win. What about these up-and-coming teams, such as the Titans? Let's take him out of there because the Titans aren't no joke. You can't, here. You can't do it like that. What, what well, it should be some stiff penalty because this team, this is a repeat offender. It's just like a repeat offender players. You've got to find a way to send a message to the rest of the league. Like, listen, you want to cheat? This is what we'll do to you. But then again, you have the players associated that trying was, to strip. You try to strip his power. But, but you're trying to strip him of his powers, and I don't think you should be trying to do that either. All right, let's 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 slow down here. Let, let me let me put some things into perspective. First of all, with the with the thing with the Spygate and the numerous accounts of the Patriots tampering with the game, I do feel as though it should be steeper penalties for them because they've been a repeat offender since I don't know since they've been serious Super Bowl contenders. Um, we can go all the way back to when they played the Rams in God, what was that, like 03? Uh, when he played the Rams for their first Super Bowl and then we talked to tampering with the game. Um the so Patriots let's go back, let's go have, further than that. Go back further than that. What was the team that they played back in two thousand one? Uh, Raiders? Oh, the Duck Room? Yeah, back to the tuck rule. Let's go back to that. This team um, has been cheating for a long time. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that was cheating. I would say that was bad officiating. Bell, but, Bell um, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you're right. But let's just talk about it because you're repeat offenders and you're cheating. What are you cheating for? You get an edge in the game. Um, will I say that? It's the, it's the Patriots' fault for what they've, you know, everything that's happened. Not really, because the Patriots are only doing what any other team would do, and that's be the best team that there is. Um, my next thing is about the Patriots is that um, I feel as though that they should, I feel as though they should take away playoff games. You know, um. If I if it was me and I and I knew exactly what players were involved in what, like with Tom Brady, I think I would say, hey, 
you have to serve two mandatory playoff games on the bench, like unlisted from the roster. Like you can't, you can, you can appear at the game, but you can't be listed in the active roster. Like you can come, you can be there, but you can't be listed in the active roster for two playoff games, if not three mandatory. Meaning, if say the Patriots get to the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. They lose their first game. That's one game. Not that rest of that. But now, if they make it next year and they win that game and they win the second game, maybe in the AFC Championship game they'll get Tom Brady back. You see how that goes? Like, they have to win to get that next game, and if they do get that next game, that's one less game on his suspension. I'll give Tom Brady the, the regular season all day, every day, but you gotta you got to figure out what you want to do with the playoffs because now you don't have a key component. And Jimmy Garoppolo continued, huh? Hey, go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear this theory because it's not opposed to and anything. If it can, but if it continued, then I would then I would make you forfeit your playoff contention. Period. Um, meaning that I'll I'll do you know I'll do conference or uh, you know division champions. You know, east, west, south, whatever, whatever. And instead of having, you know, instead of having one, two, I might just say, oh, well, the Patriots were the best team in the regular season, but they can't compete in, in you know, the playoffs. So well, now we have to do two, three, the second and third best team, and then we'll go on down from there. That means that there'll be an extra wild card team that'll just be, you know, randomly floating around, getting into the playoffs, and the Patriots will probably start to feel that when you can't go to the playoffs anymore. And I think that's the whole point. Of, that's the whole point of playing is to play for a Super Bowl, and and for the commissioner to just throw out a band hammer and say you can't, they kind of just, I don't know. I feel like that would be super depressing. I think I'd stop cheating after that. But um, that's my personal opinion about the cheating. Um, as for anything, everything else in the NFLs, it's not like I said. It hasn't been a lot that's been happening. Uh, I kid Khalib, uh, you know, finally got. Released from the hospital, he's stabilized, and you know his leg is pretty much fine. Uh, uh, it was—I don't want to say it was an accident. I'll say it was probably something that was agitated, but more hmm, my opinion. Um, like I said, nothing of importance. The Broncos went to their to their White House visit today. I would just like to say I am proud of my boy, DeMarcus Ware. You know, CB4L, Cowboys for Life. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. I had to put the brakes on that, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody cares about them. (sighs) Feels much better. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's been pretty uneventful. All season, um, a lot of the rookies have been getting signed. Um, 
Like no, the Rams have moved. Huh? Go ahead. I I want to go ahead. Uh, okay, of course the Rams have moved into their new home in LA. Um, like I said, it's been pretty uneventful. Nothing crazy has been happening. Um, but before I would, you know, turn the reins over and figure out what our next topic is, I know we've been away for a very long time, so I would just like to say this is my open letter. Cam Newton. Dear Cam, you played a great regular season and a phenomenal postseason. You showed the world that to be young, black, and arrogant was great for a while. You understood that your place in the Super Bowl was a sort of kind of racially motivated type thing. Understanding that if the Panthers were were to have won and you were to be MVP, you would have been the third black quarterback to win the Super Bowl MVP and the NFL's illustrious 50-odd Super Bowls. And you addressed a lot of issues that I think plague the NFL today. Um, You are a archetype that a lot of quarterbacks wish they could have been back in the day. Uh, this has been going all the way back to the Warren Moon eras and understanding that scrambling athletic black quarterbacks are quarterbacks nonetheless, not to be confused with wide receivers or running backs the same. Um, I will always say that uh, the one person that understands this plight that isn't black is Tom, not Tom, Tim Tebow, who hasn't even seen starting playing Tom since his time with the Broncos and beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime, might I add, in the playoffs. And for him to be a scrambling quarterback, not that great of an arm, a great athlete nonetheless, he's thoroughly experienced the black quarterback experience. Um, I. And I think Cam Newton has experienced the prosecution that comes with the other side, the flip side of the coin of losing in the playoffs and losing on the grandest stage of the mall. And in the humbling experience that it was, do I think it could have been handled better? Absolutely. But I think in the moment he did the best he could. So in this open letter, I want to say Cam we always got next season. Uh, don't stop doing what you're doing. Be as arrogant as possible. Make every play a great play. And this coming from a Cowboys fan who you thoroughly destroyed on Thanksgiving. Um, like I said, it's just I, I got nothing but love for you, kid. And I wish you the best. And, and maybe you'll get a Super Bowl one day. But until that day, keep what you're doing. Don't stop doing it just because you lost the Super Bowl. All right. Truly yours, the man of the legend. Cut. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The hour of names that you guys have been waiting for where we can fully release how we feel about this thing called pro wrestling. Okay. We're getting into pro wrestling? Yes. Let me go put on my wrestling tights. Hold on. Uh, uh, uh. 
Here's what I'm going to say about this, and it's not not super typically fine. It's six thirteen. We have the next forty seven minutes to talk about pro wrestling, and in fact, it will take every last bit of forty seven minutes because there is something coming up next month for, and it's a lot of speculation. And we can do our we can have our own mock draft lottery right here next week on Mayhem Sports, and not only that. There's something else that's coming up within the next two weeks. You know what? The NBA draft will be June 27th, correct? Mm -hmm. Just those two weeks. Two weeks away. Two weeks away, we find out who the Sixers take in the first pick. Very excited about that because we both live in Philadelphia. This is a Philadelphia-based show. But on top of that, we're excited to see the Sixers take, and where will tomorrow's next top superstar go? Let me say this because this draft is is loaded with potential superstars. Didn't say legends. You have to work your way to being a legend. Legends aren't born every day. Um, and in fact, Minnesota has a, a, a superstar on their team. Two of them, by the way. Two rookies, one played for Kansas, the other one plays for Duke, Carl Anthony Thompson, Thomas Towns, sorry, Carl Anthony Towns. I like him, by the way. And I really feel like he was the better pickup versus um, Jalil Okafor. But Jalil Okafor is also a beast in his own sense, too. So you have two fours that came out of the same school at the same time, one taken, one pick before, and really is the shit. He really is the shit. So, how do you how do you pick your players? How do you pick the, the next superstar? How do you pick that legend for this week? So we're going to find out with our mock draft as well. So we'll, next week on the show, we'll have a, a mock draft for both the WWE and for the NBA because you know we'll pick the teams. We'll pick the teams. And then we will sit up there and, and, and pick the players because we're going to draft the NBA, and, and it's not going to be conventionally. Okay, we're going to have two lists. We're going to have the same list, and we're going to do it the way, you know, they would have in the, in the, in the NBA. But it won't be a ping-pong effect. You know what I mean? Because you have to be around, you know, in order to do that. So and knowing this, we're, we're probably not going to have time to do all that get ping pong balls and mark them all with numbers and see. We're going to draft the first 30 in the NBA. But after that, we're going to draft in the WWE. And then the reason why I bring this up is because it's definitely going to happen next month. They're splitting the brands. They're making two shows with two identities, and they're going to sit up there and draft on Monday Night Raw. Okay? So when it gets there, Who's going to be the top star on those shows? Huh? Who's going to put them on my opinion, or? I'm sorry? What did you say? I said, are you asking on my opinion, or? I'm like, yeah, your opinion, too. I mean, your opinion, I value your opinion. And because today I'm picking the show, and I'm going to go with it. And you can pick your show, too. So we can set it for next week, because I'm telling you, I know who I want to see on the show. Well, I'll let you get raw. I 
We'll take SmackDown as I am a diehard Attitude Era fan. And if I had to pick it, if I I had the choice, so Um, I've never been given Raw. Never been given. I've always picked SmackDown, but the fact that you're giving me Raw gives me a creative direction to go with it. And the whole thing in place that I've always had in place and in mind. So I want to thank you for that, but I, I do want to hear your your point. Alright, let's say Nick is the general manager of SmackDown and I need to pull SmackDown out of the shitter. This is what I need to do. So I, can I say this? So, SmackDown has been doing pretty good since moving to sci-fi. And, and now that they're moving to Tuesday nights to be a live show, yes, a live show, they'll be trapped. Now, if you remember uh, a, a few years back, I've always said, what if they went live or what if they traveled with their own unique roster? So they have a roster, Raw has a roster, and they travel opposite ends of the country and do shows that way. That would be so unique because you don't know what show will end up where, and you really have to watch that show to actually know what's going on. So that, that's what they're doing, not travel-wise, but as far as going live. And, and in fact, that's why they're about to break down the brand again in drastic places. And, and to be honest with you, let's speculate. You have the World Heavyweight Champion, uh, Roman Reigns, okay? You have Roman right. Reigns. You, know, you have AJ Styles. You have John Cena. Are potentially coming back, Randy Orton. And you don't know when he's coming back, but he's still under contract, so he'll be coming back very soon. Which brand drafts Randy Orton? We haven't seen him. We have not seen him. He did not participate in WrestleMania. Okay. This of is, course, of course. This will be explosive. Then you had the tag teams of Enzo and Enzo and Moore and and, and Big Cass. You know, this is a good tag team that shows flashes from the past, gives us that 90s feel, that late 90s, early 2000s, the Attitude Era feel, where they go out there, they're very good on the mic, and they're very good in the ring. You pair them up with the Dudleys, they put on for a good um, show. It's, I, think we should, uh, I think we should do a little preview for next week. Uh I think uh, we, should, uh, we, should, we, should, we should each take, we should each take five. Take five. Oh, good. Okay. Five wrestlers. And let's see where we can go with this. All right, so you know what? Because I don't have the roster right in front of me, I'm going to pull the roster up. All right? I'm going to pull the roster mm-hmm. up, and I want you to do the same thing. And I have the roster up. And since I, since I already have it up and I gave you all, uh, I'll take the first pick. And with right, the first pick. Give me a second. Okay, and I want to make this clear right. to all of our fans out there. Um, uh, you give us your your picks. Submit them online. Submit them here to our um, to our uh, emails um, and whatnot. The Real Mayhem Sports or The Mayhem Sports at gmail dot com. And let us know who you who um, you like. Give us your top five. Um. And this, and you can pick females. I say we at least get one female. All right, so that'll be that'll done. be a side pick. That'll be a side pick for your main five. But all right, all right. And you gotta you gotta at least choose a female. But it doesn't matter which pick you take her. You have to pick one. 
Okay, so I have the roster. Within, within, within the five or outside the five? We can get six picks, and it'll count for the six picks. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. Um, my number one pick? Uh, Jesus. And we're going to have all the pyros and stuff next week for our star-studded draft edition of Mayhem Sports because I really feel like we should do this and do this now because we have a chance to capitalize and show why exactly things are about to change in the WWE and for the better, and I like this. With the first pick in the 2016 WWE draft, the brand of SmackDown will be selecting... Apparently, I'm taking AJ Styles. Oh! is the first round pick, and I'll tell you why. As Ever since he signed his deal back in January and debuted at the Royal Rumble, he has been the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And for that very fact, he should go first. And I like that selection because he really embodies what SmackDown is all about. They're very dynamic, game-changing, and always about growth. So I give you that. I will give you that. And here's why my pick makes sense, because Raw already has an identity. It just needs to have its own cast and really needs to pick it up a notch, take it back to where it was back when Eric Bischoff was in charge. And I say that with Eric Bischoff and, and, and Ric Flair and the whole – because what's, Raw has already, already had on the Right. Woo! So with the first pick in 2016 – well, no, with the second pick, 2016 WWE mock draft, Raw would like to select this superstar because this superstar embodies exactly what my vision is for for this – for our mock draft. Okay? He also happens to be – Coming back from injury and a former Money in the Bank winner, Seth Rollins, because he looks that good. And I'll tell you why I like him a lot. Because if you ever watch the indie circuit, Tyler Black, who is Seth Rollins, has always been a great and talented wrestler, and he. Shows that with every match now because he's with the, he used to be with Authority and the Shield and stuff like that he really took on a pedigree and a curb stomp right and he had to really stop it due to concussion reasons and stuff like that. Here's really what you know you would embody. He is really what you want to be a game changer. He's young, talented, very athletic, and here's in what direction I wish to take my show in. And I'll tell you why he's the foundation piece because he's young and he's very well. He's 32, but He's still young. He's able to carry the show. Does he have great mic skills? Yes. Is he very good? Is he a face? Yes. And and it's very interesting to see who you draft next because it will dictate who I draft and who parents. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's it, I I thought that was a great pick. Um, I do feel as though Seth Rollins is a, a, a more of a heel to me, but uh, he can he can play this face. But uh, with the third pick in this mock draft for SmackDown, I am going to take this gamble. I'm going to take this on the chin because I do need to get SmackDown from the from the ashes back to the fire and flames that it used to be. And I'm going to take this 
I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to take a really big risk. And you may hate me for this. And I'm going to take a little bit of rain. You're taking the WWE champion. That was an excellent pick, and, I'll, and, I, and, and several reasons why he's an excellent pick. Is somebody who I greatly admire. He's the Rock's nephew. He is a Samoan, and he brings a, a bit of legitimacy. Not related to the Rock, but okay. He's not. No. What? Are you sure? They're kayfabe they're cousins. Really? Yes. He's related to um. He's related to that. Uh, what's that Samoan uh, tag team? Uh, what's that Samoan tag team? Jesus. Uh, let me look. 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 Come on, son. Uh. He's uh, he's related to the Wild Samoans. The Wild Samoans are uh, is uh, as the uh, tag team he's related to. Uh, as for other people, um, and the uh, what's his name? He's he's like. He's more closely related to like Rakishi, Umanga, the Tongan Kid, Yokozuna, guys like that. And in terms of the Usos and the Rock, you know, they're like a totally different family. Um, but uh, yeah, Roman Reigns is uh, my second pick, only because. Uh, He's, uh, I feel like he's still a developmental talent. I feel like he can still be, he, he can be great. He doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be horrible. Um, if anything, I don't want him to be a face. I need him to be a heel. We need more protected heels in the company. And, uh, I think under my tutelage, he would be a great heel, and even and an even better wrestler. You there? He is not there. So we will postpone the draft for right now. Uh, let's get him to some uh, some uh, WWE news real quick, real quick, not quick. Um, just, uh, just real quick, hot fast. Um, in the news, uh, what do we have here? Uh, of course, we talked about the brand split, which is coming up. Um, also, this also comes with speculation that they might be breaking up NXT because they would need a buttload of roster from NXT, a buttload of superstars from NXT to have a full roster for the main roster of SmackDown and Raw. Uh, I would kind of like to dispel them, saying that the, uh, the disbanding of NXT would be... Uh, I think it would be foolish. Um, I think uh, 
Triple H or Paul Levesque as uh, has a proverbial gold mine on his hands, a place to shape wrestlers within the WWE name instead of just doing, like, you know, OVW and the smaller wrestling brands and stuff like that. Um, I think it was a genius move on his part to have a place to develop these wrestlers in one part and to even develop new new wrestlers and free agents from other companies and kind of mold them into the WWE style of wrestling, a la AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, stuff like that. You know, guys who had new, new pro-Japan wrestling and not familiar with the style. Um, what else? Um, uh, before, I, before we get back to the draft, I would like to say and make this comment. Please, WWE, make sure that Nia Jax is on the main roster. Why? I feel like she breaks the stereotype of, of this, this how you say, sports model style wrestler. And kind of makes way for the big girls. Not to, you know, to be completely honest. I really think that she would be a great women's champion and kind of make up for that little faux pas you had with, the, with, with, with Khan back in the day. Uh, but uh, all in all, I think it would be a great move for WWE to kind of move into that whole venture and kind of and, and maybe even moving a lot of females into the, 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 the into being more active fans and maybe even taking up uh, wrestling classes and becoming wrestlers. I think it's a, I think it's a whole new wave coming if you make Nia Jax your champion. That's all I gotta say. You there? Okay. Yeah, the phone's been disconnecting me for a little bit, but. Black people problems. It's not black people problems. I really don't know why I keep getting disconnected, but this is the second time in the show. But I wanted to comment on that Nia Jax pick. I think oh, she's not my pick. She's not, not my pick, but I just want her. I don't, no, 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 no. I heard what you were saying. But the fact that you want her to join the main roster at some point in time would be exceptional. She's a great wrestler. She is a great wrestler. She might be a Dana Brooke, but she's better. Sasha Banks was good, but she has that, that, that stigma to them that pretty but can still wrestle. I mean, I like that pick too, but at the same time, I really feel like it should be somewhere else. You know what I mean? I really feel like it should have... Big girls wrestling. She's not and to showcase that. She's not going to be my face of women's wrestling, but I think like WWE should make that move. No, no, no. But you know, and next week's draft will also be able to pick which NXT people will go where too. So make sure you. Well, I'll, I'll come up with the list and I'll I'll talk to you about it after the show. But I really feel like that should be definitely capitalized on. Um, of course, but um, you gave. The pick of Roman Reigns and John Cena, and I have a pick of um, Seth Rollins, and I want to go ahead and pick with the fourth pick in this 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 2016 WWE draft. I'm going to go ahead and select. Kind of breaks up the whole stigma of Seth and Roman, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Luke Harper. Ah, oh, you bitch. Uh, the, 
of the Wyatt family. I'm going to take Luke. I'm going to take Luke Harper, the Wyatt family. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. And and to really stretch it, we get seven picks because you have to take at least one tag team. Okay, so you get to take a tag team All right. and a female wrestler and five natural picks. And I'm taking Luke Harper because it's time for him to split away from the Wyatt family and really give his own identity, have his own persona, and really not carry them anymore because he doesn't need that. He doesn't need to be around it. He needs to be doing his own thing. So I'm taking Luke Harper. And he's that heel, the future heel face of a brand that kind of will look to move on from Kane and Big Show and, you know, all those past greats. We need a new one. And on that note, which is a fucking amazing segue, speaking of moving on, uh, with the, with the we'll say the kayfabe retirement of Undertaker, I feel like we need to move into a new direction. And what better direction than me at the fifth pick taking the one, the only, Bray Wyatt, the new face of oh. fear. And SmackDown has always had the crutch, or I would like to say the, well, the crutch, or you could say the pillar, but the crutch of having Undertaker its whole span of career. What better way to move forward than to have my pillar be Bray Wyatt? Excellent. I took Luke Harper, you take Bray Wyatt. Nice pick. But just like in the past with Raw, you know, I mean, this was SmackDown's team when Paul Heyman was the general manager. SmackDown! Well, Paul Heyman, SmackDown. You know, remember remember how that used to go? Well, Jay Starr's Raw was going to add a little twist to the draft. I'm going to tell you why we're going to add a little twist. So many good superstars, so much great talent. Why not take the keys to the future and accelerate it? Huh? Accelerate the future just a little more, just a little bit, just a little bit, you know? And, and what better way than to kind of accelerate these things with not bringing on Kevin Owens? And keeping him alive on Raw because he's just that damn good. And I really like Kevin Owens. I've always liked Kevin Owens. Always liked Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a great so this is why he's going to stay here on Raw because he really embodies what Jay Storm's Raw is all about. Hard-hitting, tough, realistic action. And because he's here, we're going to go ahead and slap the United States Championship around his waist because that's just how it's going to be. Because next week we're picking draft, we're taking draft picks, we're taking championships. So whoever the current champion is definitely getting it. And because Rusevul has the, the championship, he's a free agent right now because we're going to draft. We're going to take champions wherever, okay? And I really want to strip him of that title. So I, I mean, that's just my theoretic opinion for this 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 show right now, but. Next week, we're taking champions where champions belong. Who has this championship will go wherever they go. So if you take the Intercontinental Championship, it's only, it's only going to have to reciprocate in a championship going to another show. Now, the World Heavyweight Championship is going to be occurring next week because we're going to bring back a championship. Not saying WWE is, but we're going to bring back a championship and really say where that's going to go. So that's for next week. But that's my pick, and I'm sticking with it. Um, so Raw has... 
Lamar has Luke Harper, Kevin Owens, and and Seth Rollins. And SmackDown has uh, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, and Bray Wyatt. Okay, and now it's your pick again, bro. And I really like who you took to your roster because it's already set the tone. Already set the tone. Um, I would like to say that um, this my, my roster is pretty dope. Uh, uh, let's get to the my next pick. Um, and I think you, I think you, I think you might enjoy my next pick. But um. With the what's this the seventh 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 pick in our mock draft, I I am going to try to elevate once again SmackDown to new heights, and I got it. I got it. I got to take a, a SmackDown original, a guy who was broken. On SmackDown at one point, and I got to take Cena. I knew you would do that. I just did it as the next pick because I why not take the face, of, the original face of SmackDown, and and bring him back to rebuild the cast. But I'm gonna tell you why. I'm glad you took him off the off the you know the pedestal here, off the off the the market because it, it, it's a great pick and it really embodies who the fans can get behind and why the show will be redefined as SmackDown. But Raw never needed nor wanted John Cena. <laughs> and he'd never fit it into my vision. Uh, it's a very great pick for 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 Guts' Raw, but for Jay Star I mean for Guts and SmackDown, but for Jay Star Smack I mean Raw, he did not fit the direction. We he's like Hulk Hogan, outdated. <laughs> good good exactly why I stuff. But he really fits in. And it's a very good Hulk Hogan reference back to when he was Mr. America. Okay? But those days are over. And this is the new Raw. Okay? And, I mean, to, if we want to really reach in the past, we can really grab somebody that hasn't been seen for a while. But I really feel like this next superstar just is charismatic. It really relates to a, a former superstar who's really just that di- much more dynamic. You know, and he really is coming into his own. Okay. He's really coming into his own, and I just think that he pushes the envelope every time. And he's also a former indie guy, and I like to say that I'm picking Cesaro, because he really is that good of a player. And this is why I'm saying the new vision of Raw is not to take who used to be good, and try and use them. I mean, I'm going to do that anyway, but I'm elevating my brand with stars who I know will captivate the crowd to really perform to the highest expectations because they want to be here. And that's Cesaro, Luke Harper, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins. Okay? And not to throw John Cena under the bus, but he wasn't a Raw original, and he didn't fit into Raw's plans. He'll fit in my plan. I'm, I know he will. And, and that kind of brings me to my next pick. Um, my next pick 
is mm, I want to say anticlimactic. It's I feel like with the moving out of the PG era, we could kind of move into PG thirteen, kind of an R era. If we could hopefully get Blood back, he would prosper greatly. And I can make him into a superstar even better than John Cena, even better than than any championship, any champion you could think of. But uh, if we could get hardcore matches back and, you know, get back to that old attitude style um, with the, what's that, knife? With the knife pick? Yep. I am taking the other part of the shield, Dean Ambrose. Oh, what an excellent pick. And I'm going to tell you why it goes well with that Roman Reigns pick, because they're set to face off sooner or later, and I liked it a lot. And you really pushed the envelope with that one, my friend. And it's a great and excellent pick. And I totally forgot about Dean Ambrose, and actually he would have been the next pick. But that's nonetheless an excellent pickup for your show. Very savvy, because if they did bring back Hardcore, he'll be pretty much McFoley's twin, but only better. You know what I mean? And I really... I'm not going to make him jump off a cage, but... Something close to it. He really... He doesn't have to jump off the top of a 30-foot cage and... Into a an announce table. I'm not killing the poor kids. I mean, and since you want to really keep, you know, another member of the Shield, and, and that really splits that up for any type of reunion in the near future. I, I like that a lot. Well, I like that a lot, and I can't say anything bad because I like Dean Ambrose. I don't care for John Cena too much, but I really like who John Cena is as a person, as a character, and where you can take um, your show to and your heights. But in this day and age. I, I, I like the rivalry scene a little bit. And to really keep it going, this next pick is an actual former indie superstar as well. He can take Raw to another height. And really when he was brought up to face Kevin Owens, it really put an emphasis on their long-lasting feud, pretty much like Sam Punk, Samoa Joe, and so many of the other greats. That's why this next pick, Jay Stalls Raw, would like to select Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. And really to keep that... That progression going It is going to be A phenomenal show because when the first Monday Night Raw of the season I mean of the new era We're going to have that as our main event Inside of the steel cage Now that's a show Okay All What right. do you got for your tag team? Um well, that's your pick because I, 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 if I told you, it kind of really would kill it. Well, so I'm gonna let you pick the first tag team. Okay. Well, since I'm not, we'll say I'm not the type to to to, to follow the. Um, I'm not the type to follow. The current archetype Like I said I want to move back To a hardcore Attitude type era So of course Who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick the Dudleys They may be a little really? old They may be They may be kind of being 
portraying his job is right now, but the Dudleys have been a solid tag team for ages. And I really think that they could help me bring back the attitude style air that I'm looking for. Okay. You keep your I new see, days. I see we're reaching to. You keep your new days. You keep your Usos. I'll pick the Dudleys and return back to the promise. See, I don't want the Usos. I don't want the Usos. But I will take Big Cass and Enzo Amore because they keep embodying what it is that I'm trying to do. More exciting Raw. More, not flashy, but Raw how it used to be with the tests and the the evolutions and the and the, the different tag teams that came up, like the Lance Caves and Trevor Murdochs and stuff like that. Like, I like this. Pretty raw, new era, a new era, okay, and, and that's that's our tag team fix, and I really would hope to see the Usos on SmackDown to really help keep uh, um, the alliance with their um, their actual relative um, from the Reigns. I like to see that. I like to see Reigns versus Cena. Well, they'll end up there, but um, my your female pick. All right. My female pick is not Charlotte because that would be kind of anticlimactic, being that I'm a wrestler fan. I am not picking. I'm not picking Nikki Bella. I would love to pick Paige for personal sexual reasons, but (laughs) (laughs) you could pick her, and she'd be an awesome pick. But I think I know what you're going with this because it's the okay. My pick to revolutionize the women's division and put it into an era that it should have been stated. My pick for my women's champion is going to be Oscar. Are you kidding me? That's an excellent pick. Since you took Charlotte or any one of the other divas, I think I can that that with the, the new way divas wrestling should be. She's the boss. She is the boss. Okay? And I really feel like she she'd be the embodiment of bringing back a, a, a total, not bringing back, but bringing, ushering in a new era for women's division. Um, she really came up. She helped revolutionize it somewhat. Uh, Paige and several, uh, several other divas and wrestlers outside of this organization helped to prove that. But that's, a, that's an excellent pick. And that's because she's on the table does not mean that I won't take her, but I, 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 I more likely would like to, to have, have her. And with the female pick, I more likely probably will take her, but I, I don't think I should take her. Because she's a born African-American, and I want to take this one. New Raw, Jay Stalls Raw, by the way, is going to select this lady because of her hard nose and her charismatic enigma, she has that personality that can really carry a show. No, she doesn't. I was going to go with that pick. But I'm just going to take Charlotte. I want to take Charlotte. I want to take Charlotte's champions. I want to take Charlotte. I'll tell you why I'm going to take Charlotte. Because her character needs to flourish. And where everybody else will go next week will be determined. Because we could have really kept on going now, but the show is over the next 12 minutes. 
There's another couple of key things that I'd like to bring up about this week. Since it is Monday, tonight, Monday Night Raw is, is, is going to be on an 8 on the USA Network. It's like the Marcus or whatever other channel it comes on. Um, they'll be talking more about the WWE draft than when it'll be because everybody's still stoked about it. But there's some key people that we left out, like the rest of the Wyatt family, Dolph Ziggler, the Ascension, the Usos, and others. But to come next week, and I expect to, have, expect to hear you have these picks. Um, because, I mean, this is a little bit loosely, a little bit more vague, because we we had uh, ten, pick, 10 regular picks and four additional picks, um, two and two. Uh, but next yep. week, when you pick a team, now, if you were to pick Luke Harper, um, that's fine, but it would be Luke, just Luke Harper, or if you pick Bray Wyatt, just Bray Wyatt. But wherever Bray Wyatt goes, the rest of the Wyatt family goes, so you'll be move, moving Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Okay. So don't um, move like that, but there's one. I would like to say an honorable pick, an honorable mention is, not to give you any ideas, but I, I would have liked to pick up Shinsuke Nakamura. Because Here's the I'm thing, strong, and, and that'll be your NXT pick, and I, and I like that one a lot. And I'm going to take Finn Balor with my next pick because I feel like those two right there are the next ones to come up besides Samoa Joe. Okay? And I really like that pick so much. Like, I would have taken him had I been paying attention. But you picked up an excellent – what he showed you over in NJPW was that he is the next top – next champion, that next caliber champion that could really go into these deep views with, like, John Cena and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins with – they need more international people. And an honorable mention for me would be, um, would be, uh, uh, what is it, Seamus. Seamus would be an honorable mention. Like, since he still is young, he still embodies what I'm trying to do. But I like Sue, I like, um, I like him. I like, I like, I like, I like how, uh, I like how you're raw. It's like a, a nod to how Vince really wants the company ran, a bunch of huge guys and and huge personalities <laughs> and stuff like that. Because it's, it's how the show is driven. But not only that, I mean, because SmackDown is the embodiment of old meets new. You know, helping the transition of SmackDown from the days of Shut Your Mouth, The Rock, with Roman Reigns, and the days of Hulk Hogan to John Cena. Because let's face it, John Cena is this, this, this era's Hulk Hogan has the massive clothing line, massive toy toy lines, and on every piece of television programming you can ever imagine, has his own television programming. A competition on top of that. Remember, Hulk Hogan was on Gladiators and stuff. He was in movies. John Cena has his own movies and stuff like that. He's been on talk shows. Hulk Hogan's been on talk shows. So he's really this era's Hulk Hogan. And I like how you brought him back to SmackDown, where Hulk Hogan came to SmackDown. To really elevate things to the rocks and keep on moving things forward. So I like how your show embodies old meets new. Okay, Raw is supposed to be a certain way, and SmackDown is supposed to be, the, be a certain way, and that's why we drafted in a pre-draft preview um, what exactly a draft would look like for us to. Now next week, however the draft goes, I wish you the best with SmackDown because. After we draft, there's a, here's the stipulation. We're going to run it for four. We're going to run it for a month. In August, we'll have a pay per view. Okay. Okay. We're going to have a pay per view, and 
it'll be a joint pay-per-view because, you know, we both co-host here and we co-own the show and this is this is just how things ran or whatnot. We're going to have a little pay-per-view and however it will be constructed, it'll be going into more details after the show, you know, we'll, we'll find a way to, to set it up and whatnot. But we'll have our pay-per-view and our champions will be champions and whatnot. Whoever they face, if they're on our show and the other person's on the other show, whoever's the champion on that show, so let's say if Kevin Owens was facing Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn was drafted to your show, and he's, let's say, the Intercontinental Champion. If my Kevin Owens beats your, your Sami Zayn, then that championship switches brands. Right. Okay. And let's say if, in retrospect, let's say I have the United States Championship on my brand, but I'm taking the Intercontinental Championship from your brand. Automatically, your brand gets to take my championship, no matter who's on it. Okay, so let's say, like, I, like, like, like I got your Intercontinental Championship. You have, and I have the United States Championship, and one of my people still wins it because it's a, it's a, it's on my brand because I'm running it. But in real life, let's say Rusable loses the championship to Kalisto, and they're both on my roster, right? You automatically gain that championship because I'm taking your second champ. I'm taking that tier, the second, the tier two championship from you. So you have to have one. And because right. Kevin Owens won it on my brand, either I can opt to keep it or Raw or send it back to SmackDown, or you can take the, the United States Championship. Now. That is an exclusive right between us because, okay, let's say you decide to keep the Arcano Championship. I want Kevin Owens. We would have to work out a trade. You know? We would have to work out a trade in some way or form. All right. But I like those draft picks because they're really, really good. You know? All right, I really like those embodiments. They really, they really show like what a show should be about. Right, having a goal. Yeah. So I like those a lot. Um. Now, with us saying that, um, our shows will be. It's going to be very hell. It's going to be hell for you next week. I'm just going to you know that now. Okay, you'll know that now. I have my next selection, and with five minutes left in the show, do you have any final remarks? Um, I felt like this brand split was a little bit of a, was a little bit of a jump, but I think I think it's gonna be something to shake up the the brand ultimately. Right. Um, um, I think WWE needs a, needs a lot. It needs a whole new revamp. That's what it really needs. All right. I mean, with this show split, I mean, with the talent split, what's going to happen is, uh, uh, like, did you know that Jimmy Jacobs, formerly of Ring of Honor, is going to be a lead writer for SmackDown, apparently? So the writers are getting mm-hmm. split up too. 
See y'all next week. Like I said, it sounds good. Have another um, show uh, based on it to really tell you about it, to really get more involved about it. Um, but uh, my last little bit of comments will be for this. I think that tonight's pre pre draft uh, it was very unique because it was very much not expected. You know, things that never be expected about here. But I really think that. Uh, it, it was needed because this is just all speculation. We don't know who's going to wear it, what's going to happen. I mean, of course it's all fake, but it gives us that illusion that, you know, where will these actual stars go to? Like, who will be representing what and where and why and how and so much and so on and so forth. So with next week's draft, we'll really have a more better and clearer picture of where we can hope to see some of these superstars go because we're really going to brand out our shows. And like I said, in the month of August, we'll be talking sports the first half. But wrestling in the second hour, I mean, it's all about who we're going to match up and like things like that. Like We're going all hand. And if we have time left to do the NBA, we'll do the NBA show, or we'll just do a live NBA uh, draft draft show and be up to it. And you know what starts at center? We'll do it an hour before, just have an hour draft. Or have, you know, draft speculation. Yeah, you know, we'll come to terms on that part, but I like to uh, say that your, your draft picks were excellent. I did not see any of them coming. Maybe the John Cena one, but Roman Reigns is an excellent pickup. Um, Sasha Banks is an excellent pickup. And the Dudleys, although they're a little old, I like like the charisma with them, but I like, so I like to definitely keep that in mind. Um, Gus, you know where to keep it to. Uh, make sure that you get the word out just like I will do so. BlogTalkRadio.com backslash Mayhem Sports is where the show is next week. Same time, same place, 5 p.m. Make sure you're here. Be square. Oh, and definitely, let's sum up a little bit of Mayhem. Any last words, bro? Uh, please catch us next time for our next show. Um, I feel like this is a good good reunion show. Um, uh, maybe there'll be a podcast in the future. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now, if you have any more updates or conclusions or if you want to submit your draft picks, your future WWE or NBA draft picks, make sure you hit us up on blogtalkwithme.com backslash mayhem sports or Facebook at The Real Dom Boyer, Dominique Boyer, and The Real Nicholas Allen. Uh, and we'll also have that information stuff posted before next week's show, too, so you know how to contact us to get in, in charge. Also, uh, mayhem, the Mayhem Sports at gmail.com. You can submit it there as well. Until next week, you guys, it's 659 on the East Coast and the end of the next, of the, our very first show back. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Definitely check us out next week. For Guts, I'm AJ. We'll see you guys next week. If you want to stick around for podcast land, more likely we'll be doing that. More uncut and uncut as well. Alright everybody And welcome to the podcast land Powered by Somebody gives a fuck We don't even have sponsors again But here's my twist on on, on a draft Because here's several picks that I probably would have went with And I like how you went with the counter pick So to speak And you took both Roman Reigns and John Cena I really wanted to take Randy Orton But he's been inactive he hasn't been like that edge coming back from neck surgery. Mm. You know what I mean? I think 
I, like I said, I, I would have went for it. I, even I would have went for uh, uh, John Cena, but I mean not John Cena, um, uh, Randy Orton, but eh, not my thing. Yeah, I mean because I I, I want to see him come back for and really I want to take all the available talent before I take somebody last before I take somebody that I don't know if they're coming back or not. You know, I, I definitely would have said, okay, if he was the last available player and it was my pick, of course I'm taking him. Of course I'm taking him. I'm not saying that he's not worthy of being taken in the top five because we don't know how healthy Randy Orton is coming back. He probably will be good, probably bad. But I want to say that I want to, it's a wait-and-see pick for me. If you would have took him, I would have definitely understood. Your, your roster would have been sad. That's how much talent is there. And I wouldn't have panicked. You know what I mean? Right. It's just the way things are. Um, as far as this, this podcast, we didn't even talk baseball. Did you talk baseball? Um, no, because my Yankees suck, and I didn't want to talk about it. They 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 heard that. They they know how I feel about my Yankees right now. They're in the city. They're really shitty right now. I'm not I'm not I'm not happy about it. Hmm. But I feel like I feel like they they know what's going on in baseball. They know. I, I I feel bad for for the Yankees because I really feel like the Yankees could be doing so much better. You know what I mean? They have talent there. Um, I kind of wanted to get other people involved with this yet, but I feel like just us two doing it would be good with several people giving their input. People didn't really know for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but next week they should probably will. But I feel like they'll try to give us picks on who we should draft. But we know who we want to draft ultimately. And I have a list of people that I'm going to come up with. And I know that you already have a list of people that you know about. And we're going to move forward there. And we're going to take more divas and more tag teams and stuff like that next week. Because uh, there's a lot of people here. We're not going to draft the entire roster. But if we can, we will. Along with that, we'll do stuff like that. You're drafting the entire roster? Um, no. It's more or less like um your fifteen picks per show. Yeah. I I have my guys. I have guys I know will take my brand over the top and give you the best show possible. Just know that when we meet at Survivor Series, in our ultimate Survivor Series matchup, we will have our teams of players that will who will have defected. Because, like, I really want to get over the top. So our our pre-draft will be like how we'll run our shows, and when we go to do the NFL draft, I don't know how you want to use that fantasy football draft this year. Um, I'm figuring it out. Um, I think we might move. If not, then we'll go back. And I want to do a custom league 
you know, different point schemes, higher higher point values for touchdowns and stuff like that. So that's crazy. I just know, like, it's just next week is going to be very talented. Very, I, I, I'm been so stoked to do this show for so long that I'm so glad we were able to do it for two hours. And I like, I kind of like to reinvent ourselves, and I just like our show. I just like it. I just like it as well. I like the direction. And once we get back to where we need to be, we'll be there. You know. Um, I want to get back to trying to do that Skype show. Remember back with Police and Friends? I really feel like that was a good, good avenue for us as well. You know? What? Do I know? Doing a um, Skype show, Police and Friends. What about a Skype show? I really think we should look into that again. If you want, um, having somebody handle the switchboard instead of us, that would be cool, but, you know, it's up to you. What? Um, I am not even online right now. I don't blame you. Um, I would like for somebody to come in and produce the show for us. I like Nessa, Grant, and Reed. Hey, it would be awesome. <sighs> But I don't think nobody, I don't. What? What are you going to say? I said I don't know if anybody will be in sync with us like that. Like They they would have had to deal with the show for like a couple months before I would trust them to like, you know, do everything the way we like it, you know, be on point with the music, all that good stuff. Well. Well, pretty much. Think, um, we're like an ultimate tag team, of, of course. I mean, I know you have the original dancing partner, but I mean, show-wise, I know like it, it, it's definitely a great pick. You're, you're, you're the Jim Ross to Jerry Lawler. I'm Jerry Lawler to Jim Ross. It's like a, a very great wrestling pick, and we're going to even pick. Announcers, like we're picking the entire roster. Oh, it stands a butt. Yeah, well, I'm bringing back Jim Ross. Fuck that. You can't bring back somebody that doesn't work for the company. We need Jim. You need a Jim Ross though. All right, I'll let you do that, and I'll let you have Jim Ross. Good, because my, my commentary team will probably be Jim Ross and um, Paul Heyman. You can't bring the white. <laughs> Nobody said I couldn't take Paul Heyman as my commentary team. Uh, you, you, that's fine. You bring one person back, I can do. I can. I can do that too. I can. I'm actually bring back two people. 
since those are your commentators, I'm taking Joey Styles and Terrence. You going old school ECW? I'm going to add my element of hardcore to And add that element of raw, like big personalities. You'll tune in for that. And I'm bringing back Al Snow, too, to be their personal commentator. I'll take that. You can have Michael Cole do my, my third personality. But, you know. You can have Michael Cole. Add that attitude. I don't even want to say attitude. I'll say. Mm, I'll say the. the, the to add the stability that I need with that with that mixture of guys. This makes me want to go upstairs and um and play um SmackDown versus Raw two thousand seven or eight. So I can do that whole draft lottery so I can just so I can just really build my show. She really is a good player. Austin, 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 oh, man. I think they have the drafts on, um, 2010. No, on the newest one, 16. Yeah. We should have it on 17 because we got 2K16 now. I mean, I was sure it was, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Because, you know, I don't come out for another couple of months, but they got the brand split. Right. When will the show actually be finished? It should be finished in the summertime, though. I know that I know they already started on that game, and I know that should be on there. Well, it has to be. They're doing a brand split this year. If Tuesday can find a way to really make their show, like, like, you remember how SmackDown versus Raw shut your mouth? Was it shut your mouth? What about it? Yeah, shut your mouth was how you play it, play the season, get the run through the back, and every superstar you walk, you run into, you fight. Or you talk yeah. to, or you unlock a certain thing. They should do it that way again. That was so hot. That was hot. But this time, it was so realistic. Like with the commentator, like really make it that game where the commentator, like the commentators really help drive the show. The, the general managers drive. Like you create a general manager, you get to create the general manager because you are the general manager, so you get to create the player and stuff. And like. You run the show, and you really come out, and your story-wise allows you to talk, too. Well, you know, one of their custom voices, or if you got a microphone, you're allowed to say your lines or whatever. And, like, really interact with, like, pre, pre, pre-written storylines, but they, they flow. They help the show flow. Sure. I know they said that, um, that this, uh, this next year's game is going to be, like, it's a 
So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. I just feel so amped about all of this all over again. I feel great. I feel invigorated. I feel like I'm my heart's back into it. Try to take some time off of it, bro. Now I'm back into it. I'm back on my A game. It's time for us to really elevate and go to the next level. And I really, if you are thinking about doing a podcast, especially for MMA, I think it'd be brilliant because you you embody MMA. You're like Jim Ross. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> No, nah, it's just going to be like a general podcast, just me talking, ranting about stupid stuff. Funny stuff. I mean, what? We'll go for it. I mean, I think that's that's very good. It's very good. And I like how you have your cast. I know you'll have a, a very great show. Your show is diverse and very thought out, and I, and I know it'll be excellent. Hopefully. Hopefully. It will be. It will be. I mean, I'll be. I don't Come want on, bro. To be, I want it to be better than the Art Shapiro show. That's all. It's, it's my case. I'm so duped, but it's like, it never. It's never consistent. I can never catch a good episode every week. It's like, it may be one or two weeks, but I don't get an episode. That's wonderful. Mm. All right, so I'm going to go over a couple of things and see what I can't do. I'm trying to figure some things out. Yeah. 